Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. In today's episode, we're going to talk about gardening, growing your own food. Yes, that's a great option for living off the grid. Um, even if you live on the grid, it's also a great option. Um, but let's explore it a little bit more. So when living off the grid, um, you know, normally you're pretty far away from things, right? You're pretty far away from town, you're pretty away from far away from the store um, so that creates its own obstacles sometimes the travel time the gas the wear and tear on your car that's one aspect but growing your own food um, benefits you a lot more because you know you take pride in the food that you're growing and you have a um, more you have a better sense of the food that you're eating because you know you you grew it right you planted it and it grew up and you harvest it right uh, and also it's able to save you some money. But here is a um, issue I see sometimes um, with people that start a garden. So you're really excited, right? Because you're like, okay, I'm going to plant this. I'm going to grow this. I'm going to eat this. You get really excited. And that's great. You should be excited. Um, but the issue is, is that sometimes your excitement um, clouds your judgment. And let me explain that a little bit more. So... When you get all excited and start to build a garden, sometimes you will build the garden too big, okay? That's a common problem, people building the garden too big because, you know, they're excited. They want to plant all these things and, you know, that's great. But the problem is when you build it too big, first, it takes way more time and labor to manage that garden, right? It does take more water. And then here is the adverse effect. So you have a bigger garden, you start planting all these things, it's time to harvest at some point, and you're great, you're like, oh my god, I have all these vegetables, I have all these things, nice. Well, the the plants that you're growing can actually produce quite a bit of food, right? So the bigger the garden and the more stuff you have that you're, you've, you're planted and that's growing, you got to remember, um, vegetables don't last long, right? So once you harvest... Um, you know, you need to start consuming that product right away. I mean, there is some products that can sit a little bit longer than others, obviously. Um, but the problem is that, you know, you built a garden too big. You put all that time and effort and water and everything to take care of that garden to make it mature so you could harvest. And then wouldn't it be sad that you have all this food sitting and you can't do nothing with it? And a lot of times what I see happening is, you know, the garden is too big. And then they can't consume all the food. And so there's two scenarios. The first scenario is you don't consume it. It rots and then you end up throwing it away. So all that time and labor and water and care just goes down the drain because you're throwing it away. The other scenario is you give it away to neighbors and friends, right? But if you're giving away food all the time to neighbors and friends, then obviously something is, is not aligned right. That means you just have a too big of a garden, Right, because if you can overproduce, that's great. But if you're always giving it away, I mean, if if that's your plan to give it away and help your neighbors and friends, that's fine, absolutely. Um, but you know, if you're just trying to maintain a certain level 
of um, you know vegetables coming in that you can grow. Um, downsize your garden. Okay, there's no reason to have 10 acres of garden, <laughs> right? You can make a very small garden for pretty cheap and have less work involved in it and be very happy and have more than enough um, food coming in from it to be perfectly fine for you. So, you know, my best advice for growing a garden is to actually take a step back and look at your needs, right, before you start to build this garden out because I know you're excited and you just want to dive right into it, right? Um, that's the way I look at it, right? Anything I start new, I'm all excited. I want to dive into it and, and just go for it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, the other thing is, too, is that sometimes I find that a lot of people actually grow things they don't even eat. Yeah, uh, that's funny, right? Um, but that's that's a reality. Um, you get excited about your garden and you want to grow everything that you can grow. You know, you might be planting stuff that you actually don't really eat too much of. And that's sad because what's going to happen is you're going to put all that time and effort and care and love into your garden to grow something that you're really not going to eat and you're just probably going to give it away or it's going to rot you know get rotten and you're going to throw it away so you know don't plant things that you don't eat you know look at the things that you normally consume it's very easy for us to just start planting things because it's like oh we can plant this and that'd be nice you know but remember once a garden starts to produce it usually produces very well and that's great you know but the problem is, is that if it's producing very well on things that you don't eat much of then you're just going to have a surplus of vegetables that's just going to go bad on you uh, or you're going to have to give it away you know and so you know sizing your garden correctly for your needs is very crucial because it'll save you a ton of time and work and effort when you're building your garden only grow the things that you will eat and only grow the things that you will eat a lot of okay maybe if you only let's give an example um, tomatoes right uh, most people eat tomatoes but let's say you don't like tomatoes too much then don't plant them okay or if that's the case or you only eat it once in a while maybe only plant maybe one tomato tree don't go planting three and we'll be right back after this commercial break three four five tomato trees because you're going to have a surplus of tomatoes that's just going to go rotten or you're going to have to give it away and that's the one thing about tomatoes and stuff they don't last long once you harvest them you know you have a certain amount of time before they go bad and it's like most of the vegetables you know with some exceptions of some they can they can last a little bit longer but yeah be a little picky that's my best advice um, build a garden that's going to work for you and your family only grow the things that you will eat and consume on a regular basis um, and that way you're just going to be happier with your garden uh, I'll give you an example. We actually made that critical mistake ourselves, and that's why I want to share this information with you. We built a big garden, <laughs> like big, big, okay? It was big, <laughs> and we were growing everything because we were so excited, right? I mean, we were growing corn. Um, oh, my goodness. I mean, the list of stuff that we were growing went on and on and on. And the amount of time and labor and effort that it took to maintain that huge garden and grow all those vegetables honestly did not um, weigh out in the end because we put so much time and effort into a big garden thinking it would be great. And then come to find out, you know, we had so much of everything that, that we couldn't consume it all. 
right? So a lot of it was just going bad, which is a shame, right? And then also we were growing things that we just normally didn't eat on a regular basis. All because something is easy to grow, it doesn't mean you have to grow it, right? Because it'll start to produce and you can start harvesting and then you won't eat it, right? Because it's easy to grow. So there's, you know, only grow what you're going to eat and only grow what you think you can actually consume, right? Because remember, like a tomato tree, it will produce quite a bit of tomatoes. One tomato tree will produce quite a bit. So, um, you know, be cautious of what your what your plan is. Um, looking back now, um, we could easily build a garden that was maybe even less than a quarter of the size. I mean, the garden was huge, guys, big. I mean, we had corn. We had, oh, my goodness. We had, all, I, I can't even name everything we had. We had so much stuff. Um, and it felt good to see that really luscious garden, you know, blooming and doing its thing. It looked awesome. But in the end, when you get ready to consume it all, there was just so much food that we just couldn't consume it. And a lot of the stuff, we just didn't, really, you know, we didn't eat on a regular basis. And then the stuff ended up turning bad. And then, you know, we have to throw it away or give it away. We actually ended up giving away most of the, most of the um, produce from our garden because we had so much of it, right? So um, we learned a lesson there. Um, you know, we, we just get excited, you know, and I can understand the excitement. But sometimes the excitement um, takes control of um, reality. And, you know, you end up producing more than you can consume. And you put way more time. I mean, think about it, guys. A garden, a big garden by itself takes a lot of time, okay? You got to maintain it. You got to make sure you pull the weeds out of it. You just got to make sure it's nice and, and maintained, right? And that takes time and effort. So the smaller the garden that you can um, build or create, um, the less time you're going to be in there actually trying to maintain it all. I mean, I can tell you guys, when we had our big garden, I mean, it took a seriously like a little team of people in there in order to keep it weeded out and keep it looking really nice and manicured. It just took so much time. And then the other downside was that we ended up using quite a bit of water. Um, more water than we expected for that big garden and so that was the down, downfall because sometimes if you live off the grid you know you're very limited to the amount of water you may have that you can dedicate to a garden and so you have to be aware of that luckily for us the water was not an issue but we ended up using quite a bit of water I mean quite a bit a garden just soaks up that water because it wants to grow and all those you know vegetables just want all that water the plants want the water so you know um yeah, it took a lot of water. Um, but if you're, you know, limited to your water, then obviously, you know, really plan your garden because it, you know, you might be coming short on water. And that would be a shame that you either run out for your family or your home or you can't actually water your garden anymore. And then all that hard work goes down the drain and all your plants die, right? So, yeah, um, growing a garden is a great, great way to, um, you know, grow your own food that you don't have to go and buy. But there is pros and cons. If you're only going to eat like certain things, only grow those things, okay? But don't grow ex excessive amounts of them. There's just no need for it, right? Unless you're planning on starting a business out of it or you plan on maybe going to the farmer's market and marketing your product or your produce and start selling it, then that's a different story, right? Because you're going to create a business out of it. But if it's only for home consumption, then build your garden small okay grow only what you're gonna eat okay so anyway guys thanks for tuning in i hope this information finds you well and um good luck on your garden guys don't get too excited <laughs>
Go listen, download, and subscribe to the Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast, available today on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Modern Off-Grid DIY, inspiring others to think outside the box. Support the podcast today. It's also available on anchor.fm slash freeyourmind. And there's already a ton of episodes for you to binge listen to and learn how to live off the grid in these modern times and do it yourself. Once again, it's titled Modern Off-Grid DIY. It's also available on Podbean, Stitcher, Breaker.audio, and Overcast.fm. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on new releases, Modern Off-Grid DIY. Go listen, download, and subscribe today.